Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. Uh, jams meant to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans. But I got a feeling sports fans are in a pretty good mood today uh, because uh, a lot of you sports fans, listen to us anyway, are hopeful about the future. That's what the offseason is all about for the NFL. We'll get to that because the NFL legal tampering period started today. And it's weird that they call it the, NFL, the legal tampering period. I, I really don't have any... Uh, like nuggets or any inside information or any research on why they'd start to call it the legal tampering period. Here's my belief on why they decide to, to just throw it in your face, call it legal tampering, is because tampering is like speeding. It is the most violated law, violated rule, broken rule in all of sports, every sport. Now with the transfer portal, at the college level, it's every sport. Tampering is easily the most violated NCAA rule. It's not even close. How do you think all these guys, are, gals and guys, by the way, are getting in the transfer portal and know where they're going? They know. Because they got, uh, through degrees of separation, communication with different coaches who are saying, hey, get in the transfer portal, we'll give you a scholarship here, which is also against the rules of the NCAA. So it's violated there. The NFL, uh, by the way, the NBA, come on. They can't even define it, really, in the NBA. They don't even try to enforce it because they can't define it because the players are ma- brokering the deals. If the players are brokering the deals from pre-existing relationships that, that, are, that are actually cultivated away from basketball, what are you going to do? They hang out and go on vacation together. They went to Mexico together hanging out, and their family's hanging out. They decided, you know what, we're going to play together, too. That's hampering? I don't know. Maybe. Prove it. <laughs> can't prove it. The NFL same way. Hell, Sean McVay decided visiting Mexico with Matt Stafford. They were, oh, they, they, they vacationed the same place together, saw each other resort. Yeah, that's not tampering. They were just on a vacation together, the same resort. At that resort, they decided, you know what, we should play together. You're damn right we should. You're damn right we should. They can't prove tampering in, 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 in any league at any level. It's really tough. The, the Dolphins are the dumbest criminals out there. The Dolphins are just stupid. Because it really is, tampering happens at, in every league, almost at every level. Hell, it's probably it's ta- happening in high school, too, probably. Yeah, I mean, we saw. <laughs> we know in the high school level, it's tampering, too. Uh, 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 uh. Some of y'all local teams, y'all know who y'all are. <laughs> I ain't going to call nobody out, but there's tampering happening there, too. No, and we saw when the legal tampering period started, 
there was roughly 45 minutes. And you remember in class when you would finish a test and then you'd look around and you're like, I don't be the first one to turn it in. Like, I, did I miss something <laughs> on my test? I, and then, like, someone turns it in, like three more people turn it in. There was, like, four or five deals that came through right at the same time. Yeah. So everyone was just like, look at the clock. Like, when can we pretend that we didn't call this guy two weeks ago <laughs> hey, and already had agreed on hey, deal? Hey, Shifty, hold up that tweet real quick, man. Ain't nobody yeah. else. We don't want to be the first. We don't want to be the first deal. <laughs> then that first one is a barrage of them come behind. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, I mean, the tampering happens everywhere. I'm, so I'm not... I don't think any league is guilty or any team is necessarily like guilty or anything, but I think everybody – it's like speeding. You sped today. You broke the law today. You did. You know you did. There's nobody listening to this show right now who drove within the speed limit the whole day. You can't. It's impossible. It's damn near impossible to drive the speed limit the whole time. You know you tell – you told your kids they should do it. You can't do it. Your kids watch you speed in the car. They're like, Mom, the speed limit's 60. You're doing 73. Hey, hey, kid, I got somewhere to be. Everybody speeds. Everybody tampers. Your favorite coach is guilty of tampering. Seems like he's an awesome coach. It's a good chance he's tampering. Because everybody, everybody's doing it. Sean McVay, Kyle Shannon, everybody's tampering. It, it's just, you can't help it. It's just the nature of the beast. That's why they, I would say the Dolphins, they're last, I mean, they got caught tampering because of the Tom Brady reports that came out. Dolphins are just stupid. Yeah, I bet Bill Belichick has something to do with that, too. I've been blaming <laughs> every everything of this now is just Bill Belichick just ratting people out. Oh, yeah. Remember his, his, uh, his mistaken text on purpose? Yeah. The wrong, oh, I had the wrong Brian. Which I, I mean, Brian Dayball. That is Brian Flores. That was Miami. Okay. And then Brian yeah. Flores came out and was like, they were meeting with quarterbacks on yachts, and they yeah. were telling me to get on the yacht, and I said so, no. So his mistaken text also blew up the potential Tom Brady-Jackie Moon situation with the Dolphins that would have obviously embarrassed him within the same division also. Somehow. Uh, I don't know. I don't, it seems crazy, yeah, right? Ah, you know what? You know what? Coincidence. Right. Serendipity. Legal tampering. Legal tampering. <laughs> exactly. I was like, you know what? Man, legal tampering. All right? If you ain't tampering, you ain't trying. Thank you, Texter. That's exactly right. I mean, it really is. Tampering is like speeding, guys. It's, it's happening all over the damn place. Everybody, is, everybody speeds, so you are technically breaking the law. And everybody who's listening to the show right now has broken the law. Has, hey, has, has there's sped, there's some law. people that are illegally tampering while listening to the show right now. <laughs> Currently doing it. Exactly. Like, I'm serious. I mean, how do you think this Texas basketball team was built? What do you think I mean, we got, we got a road outside the window. I can see it. Exactly. Some of y'all speeding right now. We got those transfers on Texas basketball team. You think they all got here because they all just, oh, went through the process of the road? No. Somebody oh, no, tampered Texas, with them. No, Texas did it right. Texas uh, perfectly clean. <laughs> I mean, all no, them other programs. Exactly all the other programs. You're right. So that's why legal ta- – that's why I'm glad the NFL decided, you know what, screw it. Everybody knows we're doing it. Let's just throw it out there. Let's just literally, let's call it what it is. It's legal tampering because we don't care. It's legal when the actual, the authorities who are supposed to enforce that law don't give a damn about it. Yeah. In, in, in Texas now, we're doing that with marijuana, right? We've, we've, they call it when they, uh, they, they basically decriminalize something. That's basically what the NFL has done with tampering. They decriminalize tampering. Only ones that get caught were the Dolphins because, like I said, they're stupid. Yeah. I, I think I think the NFL also realized they're like, man, people are talking about their brackets too much right now. Give them a couple extra days talking NFL. Talking to me. Exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, we're losing a market share. Get get over there. You Talk lying. NFL all day. You ain't lying about that. So we can't uh, wait till Wednesday. Man, they said there's plenty of room for read. <laughs>
<laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, go back to my renege joke. Uh, renegotiation during legal tap repair. Yes, thank you very much for that. Uh, Chan says, I do, gentlemen. Yeah, I know you speed. Are y'all all out there speeding right now? All right, I know, and that's exactly everybody's out there tampering right now. There you go. Someone says some somehow worthy decided to come here after signing with Michigan. Uh, hey, it's all good. because he really loves Texas. He, I'm sure he does. Of course, we all do. But just tampering's happening everywhere. So that's why I don't judge the NFL. I don't judge anybody for tampering. It's legal tampering now. I like that. Okay. Let's talk about some of the uh, reports out there, and then we'll get to, you know what? Let's start with the Jalen Ramsey. Let's start with what's happened. Let's start with what's documented before we get into the rumor and conjecture. That will be easier to get to. Let's start with what is documented already and some of the more substantive uh, reports. So what is documented is that Jalen Ramsey has been traded to the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins uh, traded for... Jalen Ramsey, they traded a third-round pick and a tight end, Hunter Long, to the Rams for Jalen Ramsey. And they are taking advantage of what is essentially the biggest advantage in major American team sports. They have a quarterback on a rookie contract, and they have a a ton of money to spend because of that because they're only spending a very small uh, <laughs> minuscule amount of their salary cap on their starting quarterback now you need to make sure you got a viable backup behind, you know, uh, Tua, Tua, Tua Valo because he has dealt with some injuries. He's been fragile um, but he was great last year in Mike McDaniel's system. Uh, number one in yards per attempt, number two in passer rating when he was healthy. Uh, he was fantastic, but they ended up, you know, working with a Scholar Thompson, uh, third-string quarterback by the end of the season in the playoffs because he was a little too fragile Here's the question, though. For Cowboys fans out there, because Cowboys do need a corner, opposite Trayvon Diggs. So there was some talk, and there's always talk, right, that the Cowboys are in discussions for this player. Inside, I know Cowboys fans, I can tell you, you are being gaslit. I, I told you guys this a long time ago. You're, they're gaslighting you, Cowboys fans. There's another, another, another piece of evidence that you're being gaslit. The offseason lately, doesn't it go the same way? Think about it. Same offseason. Jerry stirs the pot a little bit. There's some interest. Oh, interested in this player. Talking to, talking to Wagner. Talking to Odell. Talking to these guys. Oh, Cowboys are interested. Salary cap space is cleared. Oh, salary cap space. They got time to do they, That means they got some room to work. That means they got some resources. Fans get excited. We all get titillated. We start talking about it. Oh, what could the Cowboys do with this? What would the scheme mean with this guy? Adding this. Adding this piece. Adding that piece. All right. Then they link the big player to the Cowboys. The social media somehow, some report, ah, oh, that player actually would love to be a Cowboy. Remember the Von Miller story? Oh, he, he'd love to be a Cowboy. Oh, he'd love to be a Cowboy. Who wouldn't love to be a Cowboy? As long as the price is right. Ultimately, Cowboys are interested. Yes, there's mutual interest. Mutual interest now. Oh, yes, we're getting close. And then ultimately, ah, it didn't happen. Cowboys end up saying, what? You know. Those four words, we like our guys done. I got a feeling. I like when you said that. You sound like Bill Clinton. Yeah, no, no. That's what, right? We like our guys. We like our guys. <laughs> this is, I, I got a feeling this offseason is going to work the same way. The, the other rumor, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, we like he, our guys. Oh, oh, he's there. He's there. Oh, oh, we like our guys. I'm telling you, I feel like this is a groundhog gaslighting 
situation. It's like Groundhog Day of gaslighting for the Cowboys fans. Happens every offseason. Oh, oh, mutual interest. Oh, it's going to happen. Oh, they, they cleared cap space. Okay. No. Nothing. Oh, we like our guys. Nope. Our guys can get it done. Hey, by the way, uh, the only news you've heard so far is people leaving the Cowboys. No one going there. Uh, yeah, that's even a report. And I hope this report is not true. Um, I hope this is like something they, they made up. But there is a report that the Cowboys have not made offers yet. I got this from Mike Fisher, actually. Well, and I can tell you, Connor McGovern has already agreed to terms with the Buffalo Bills. So you're going to have to fill that position now. Okay. So Connor McGovern signs a three-year, $23 million contract or agrees to a three-year, $23 million contract with the Bills. So that is somebody else that played a lot of snaps for you last season that you were going to have to replace. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, you know what? That's gonna. That's not the last time it's going to happen. You're going to end up losing. Dalton Schultz, we know, is gone. We know is gone. There's no way you're going to end up keeping Dalton Schultz because you franchise tagged him once. And there's a report from Albert Breer. Remember we talked about this last week. The report from Albert Breer was that there was a solid offer made um, and that he rejected the solid offer, whatever that is. Now, this current report from Sports Illustrated and from – Sorry, it's Adam Schultz. I thought it was Mike Fisher's Adam Schultz from Sports Illustrated. He is reporting that these are just reports. You, I'm giving them to you. You make with them you know, what you will. That the Cowboys, and this is at the start of the, the day, so not at the start of legal tampering period, but that they had not made any offers to any of its in-house free agents. Zero. Now, like I said, there was one point that Dalton Schultz got a solid offer from Albert Brewer had that report. Cowboys SI is reporting Cowboys have made zero offers to their in-house free agents. Now, here's why I think that report could hold some water. Cowboys did this with J. Run Curse. Remember, your boy's a big J. Run Curse fan when they first brought him in. Love me some J. Run Curse. And they let J. Run Curse explore free agency. They didn't offer him a deal early on in free agency. They wanted him to go see what the market would bear, what he's worth on the market. Because they believe, because listen, we're on open market. Other teams are doing their due diligence, and they're looking for reasons to drive the value down. <laughs> they don't want to pay top dollar either. So if you're looking at guys like, Don, say he's looking at LVE, Leighton Vanderish. Injury history, inconsistent, pre, in, inconsistent trajectory, right? Hasn't been a linear trajectory as a player. Had a great uh, like rookie season early on, then you know had some down years and had his second best season of his career just last season, and still didn't stay healthy the entire year. Teams are gonna try lowball him a little bit. Ah, your injuries. Oh man, you're inconsistent. Lowball. Donovan Wilson also will get lowballed on the open market. It's only lowballed. Because there's a deep, first of all, there's a deep linebacker group this year. Have you seen a, the group of uh, free agent linebackers? Yeah, there's Patrick? a number out there. And a few have already been good. signed, but yeah, there's still plenty oh, out there. Oh, have there been some already signed? There's been a few that have already been signed. Okay, but it's a, it's a deep linebacker group yes. in free agency. And I think safety, actually, this year is pretty deep, too. Safety is one of the deeper, yeah, that's like Poyer that's out there. You got yeah. some really good safeties that are out there too. I don't know if they've been signed, but CJ Gardner, Johnson, Poyer, Jesse Bates just, I think he's rumored to go to Atlanta. Atlanta, yes. Right now. But Von Bell, Jimmy Ward, really good safeties. They're going lowball Donovan Wilson. Cowboys know this. Cowboys are banking on the lowball offer for both to, for the, both of those guys. And when they get lowballed, they're going to come back feelings hurt, butt hurt. To the Cowboys and go, man, they lowballing me out there. Cowboys go, what they offer you? 
Well, they offer me this. Man, we'll give you more than that. You know what? I'm signing with y'all. Y'all show me some love. Yeah. That's the, and I'm not saying it's going to work. The Cowboys are banking on that, though, with those types of guys. They know they're going to lose Dalton Schultz. You know, they know some guys, they just know where they're going to keep them. Yeah. They no. may be able to keep a LVE and they may be able to get a Donovan Wilson, but they're going to try to get him on the cheap because Catboy, Catboy is always trying to get it on the cheap. And I mean, you need to, you need to think of the, they have to have this relationship where if they don't make offers, agents are going to tell their clients, yeah, we don't want to deal with them. Hey, man, we're, we're not even, why are we giving them a chance to match? Like, we'll just, so Jerry Jones has to go try and talk to a player to get him to agree to tell their manager to not do anything and not, you know, make sure they get all the offers because agents are not big fans of trying to be lowballed constantly because they know the game as well. So it it's not a great way to do business yep. when you're basically trying to piss off every agent because you go, well, I have a good relationship with the clients. Like, my client pays me to get them money. That is what I get paid to do is make them more money. And you want to pay them less money to make you more money. Yep. That's the problem. That's a great point. And, and, and the Cowboys know also, you know, much like, you know, kind of property works, um, that the values of a free agent on the market, they will drop the longer the property is available. <laughs> like you're, and not, not for all properties, for most of the free agents, though, if you're on the market a longer time, then your your number's going to drop. It's just the reality of it. Yeah. All the all the pricier free agents, they don't they they're not in the market very long, and the warrants are on the market longer. Their value drops. Cowboys notice why the Cowboys only work what late in the free agency, because they want the deals. I'll give you a, a, a this is a Stephen Jones quote. It ain't gonna make you feel good, but it's, it's how they view the free agency world. Quote, you're going to you're going to pay good players like they're great players, average players like they're good, below average players like they're average. It's just not a great way to build a football team. That's how they view free agency. Actually, I agree with that. It's not a great way to build a football team. It is a great way to supplement and yeah. complement a football team. Yeah, to be the to construction. Take, hey, <laughs> because right now, uh, Jerry, you're telling everybody you have a good football team and you have an all right football team. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You need to you need to have a great football team, and that's where you need to add some pieces in free agency. And when you go, hey man, we get that you need a, a cornerback because man, that was a big big problem for you. You need to help that depth. They go, ah, no, no. We're not. We're not even going to go out and try and get a splash guy at at defensive back. We we know you're losing a tight end. You need one. Ah, we'll wait on that and hope hope that there's still one out there. We get one in the draft. Hey, well, we know your 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 guard is going to be taken off. All right, we'll get another guard. You can't get all of these in the draft. You can't get. You got to find out what what you can get in the draft and what you can get in free agency to push you over the top. The Cowboys' big issue is they don't use every possible means of talent acquisition to build their football team. They only use the draft and undrafted free agency pretty much. And the rest, free agency and trades, they don't maximize those avenues. And I wish they would. I think they'd be a better organization if they if they used every possible means necessary. That, that's available, I should say, um, 
to build their team and 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 construct their roster, but they don't. They pretty much ignore free agency until they have to get into it. Um, I'd also throw this out there, too, because we'll get into some— I want to play some sound from Mark Murphy, who is the president of the Packers, pointing to this Packers trade, uh, trading Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. I mean, it's— it's, it, it seems like it's going to happen. It, we're just kind of waiting on Aaron Rodgers, waiting for Godot, if you will, to figure out what he's going to do. Um, so we'll get into that, too. But um, Ramsey to the do- traded to the Dolphins. Jalen Ramsey, I think that's how it started because we were talking about Jalen Ramsey trades to the Dolphins for a third-round pick and a tight end Hunter Long um, for Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins. They can afford to do this because they have two on that rookie contract. Their defense is going to be stacked now. Remember, they hired Vic Fangio. Now they got Tyreek Hill. With you know, talking about you know Armstead, uh, they got Bradley Chubb. They brought in. They traded for him too. Um, now you got Rams. You traded for him. They got still got Xavier Howard. There's another corner. So they got two pretty much lockdown corners. Uh, they got that young uh, edge rusher Jalen Phillips, really good player too. So that defense now is going to be just as stacked as the offense is. And they got about two or three years with two uh, still on his rookie contract to go all in. And they have adopted the Rams' philosophy of F them picks. They got four picks in 2023. That's it in the draft. That's it. They gave them all up. They got number 51, number 84, 178, and 240. That's it. They decided, you know what? F them picks, man. We want proven commodities, MDFication of the NFL. This is our window. We're going all in. And two is going to be the guy. They better make sure they got a viable backup. Didn't they just sign a backup behind him? They need to make sure they got a viable backup behind him. They might have. Miami needs to get a backup behind him that right away. Because right now, they look like they're ready to make a run. I mean, they still have Skyler, right? <laughs> they do have Skyler Thompson start the playoff game. He started the playoff game. Yeah, I think they might need somebody that can guarantee. They got Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know if he's still with them or not. I believe he's a free agent, so okay. he might be. So that's what they, they need to figure that out because he's going. I hate to see it. Not going to work. Two and they end up missing a game or two. Oh, man, the 49ers just reached an agreement with Sam Darnold. Yeah, yeah, I was waiting to give you that one. Whoa. You know you know Shanahan. You he, know what type of quarterbacks he likes. He loves a bad quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. I don't even know how. He's like he's like that woman, and you're like, oh, no, men like this too. You, but I know some women who they're just, they got a bad picker. They just pick just really D-bag, a-hole guys. And they don't, they're they nice. They're really nice. They're great. But they just have and – and maybe it's because they want a project. Maybe it's because they're looking to – I don't know. They want a – I don't know, some type of um, different pl- a man that they believe can be a, a good man down the line. They just need some TLC. I, don't, I have no idea what it is. All right. Yeah. Bad pickers, bad pickers. Shano is that woman. Shano is that woman. He has a bad picker. He picks bad quarterbacks, and he's been doing it forever. And, man, Sam Darnold seems to fall. He's seeing right ghosts, there. Seeing ghosts out there. Uh, the, the Miami Dolphins signed uh, Mike White is who they signed. That's who it is. That I is thought I signed. heard that somewhere they signed a – Agreed to terms. Agreed to terms. Thank you. Legal tampering. Agreed to terms uh, with a backup. Uh, Mike White's the real deal. Cowboys drafted Mike White. Don't forget that. These guys staying in the league. Cowboys should draft more quarterbacks because when they do draft them, they're actually pretty damn good, the ones they do draft. But anyway, I digress. Getting back to Miami Dolphins, should the Cowboys have made this move? That's the question. They definitely could have, draft capital-wise. Obviously not a huge haul. The question is, money-wise, would you want to devote that much money to the cornerback position? Um, the Cowboys are, I think, right now about, about $14, 15000000 million over the salary cap. Uh, under, excuse me, under the salary cap. Um, after creating $30 million in salary cap space. 
And Ramsey, I believe, is a $25 million cap hit so. with $14.5 million in base salary. And, I, and you can pull it off. You obviously can you know, restructure things, move things around. But that's a lot. And I believe his, his salary is guaranteed in 2023 and 2024. Yeah, that's a lot. I, I, that's a lot. No, and I, I think you can attack that in the draft, but the more of not picking up any free agents means you have to attack so many things in the draft that now you're relying on a fourth round pick to be to play minutes for you. Because there's just isn't a guy like when you let go an offensive lineman and then you let go a tight end and then you let go a cornerback and you're like, all right, these are three positions and you preferably like to fill them all with first rounders or second rounders. Mm-hmm. And you need another running back. And you need like you just there keeps being more and more holes and they're just seem to be waiting for the draft and then they go, Oh, we'll get a free agent after you're like, but all the good ones are gonna be gone. Exactly. And now there's nothing left for you to go get, and you're then going to sell us, oh, no, we really like this guy. We go, we know, we saw him play. We know what you just did, and you just downgrade a position and then tell us that you got better again. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's what the, the gaslighting. Like, oh, no, yeah. we're better. It's like, no, you're not. You're not better. You let all the good players you know, leave free agency or get acquired in free agency, and then you went out and scrapped up the leftovers. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, the Cowboys have been a good drafting team. You they're have a great drafting team. If you have team. one bad draft now, though, the Cowboys, how precariously they're leaning on the draft, one bad draft can set you back two or three years because that's got to fill multiple positions for you. So if you're saying – Hey man, we're getting our new left guard and our new cornerback and our new tight end in the draft. You miss on all three of those. Now next season, when more free agents are gone, now you have to fill six, seven, eight holes. Like one bad draft could cripple this team. You're right about that. And so it's such a precarious way to go through trying to base everything on really lottery tickets. If the Cowboys and I'll I, I say I've said it before, the Cowboys are really They're great. They're a great team at drafting. They really are. Uh, but you should. It's like having a. You know what we say? Di- diversify your portfolio. Yeah. You know I say in the financial world, diversify your portfolio because you don't want to be. You know, you, you don't want to have too much uh, of your portfolio of your assets. All right. Uh, uh, basically, in in one aspect of the financial, uh, like in, in terms of your financial world, you don't want to be overly invested, I should say, in just one thing. They would like you to diversify. And that's what Patrick's saying. Basically, the Cowboys are overly invested in the draft, and if and which happens to everybody. If you know they have a bad draft or you know, by some, I don't know, misfortune, some, you know, misfortune of somehow they end up with guys getting hurt in that draft or whatever, uh, that's going to set them back. Um, it's going to debilitate their roster construction for the foreseeable future when if you have a more balanced portfolio, if you will, or if you acquire talent in a more diversified way via the draft, via undrafted free agency, via trades, but also via free agency market as well, I think the Cowboys would be better off. They would be more, they'd be more stabilized. Um, but right now they are, they are a great drafting team, but I think the holes that they have every year, as Patrick mentioned, too much to address just in the draft. You have to try to address them with all the means at your, uh, expo- at, at your disposal to try to make sure that you acquire the best talent available for every possible position. Cowboys don't do that. Yeah, and I mean, it's, I don't expect you to go out and sign a guard, a tight end, and a cornerback, and a running back. I, but I expect to get one, maybe two, 
And then you can say, all right, now in the draft, we can really focus on what we need, and then we can get some guys in other positions. But you're, it's just everything so relied on that draft right now that until they make a couple signings, we don't know who's playing starting tight end. We don't know who's – now, they did have an extra lineman last year because Tyler Smith played so well. Jason Peters came in. They brought him in. Well, but because Tyron Smith went out and Tyler mm-hmm. Smith was able to go into that position and play it fully – you kind of had a little bit more wiggle room on the line, but you're still going to have to bring in somebody else because there's going to be injuries during the season. That just is how football works. So you need to bring another lineman there. I, I mean, we don't know who any of these guys are going to be, and that's a problem if we're going to Wednesday, Thursday, when the free agent signing actually starts and none of these. Because right now, they could be negotiating with guys, and those deals just haven't been leaked out. Now, Jerry likes to leak things out, so it's not as common, but – it, they could be having these negotiations. No one can actually sign until Wednesday. There's a lot of good names still on the board, but it's not their MO to do, and it'd be nice to see them do something. Yeah, Cowboys like to wait it out, and uh, I understand in terms of value that is the right thing to do, But and it's risky when you really need uh, talented depth across the board and you're waiting for some of those guys to come off the market or you're waiting for them the, the market to devalue uh, those commodities for you as the Cowboy. All right, uh, we'll get into right, Can I give you a quick update on the Houston Texans? Have brought in two former Longhorns already this offseason. Uh, Hassan Redway has apparently agreed to a one-year deal with the Texans, I believe, and Andrew Beck, the tight end, has agreed to a two-year deal with the Texans. Uh, the Hassan Ridgeway thing makes sense because D'Amico Ryans, he's with the 49ers, I yes. believe, so that makes sense. Uh, the Andrew Beck thing, they want to run the ball. Andrew Beck's an elite blocker. Yeah. That's what he did with the Denver Broncos, I believe. That's where he was before. Uh, I think I, don't, I think he was there his entire career, actually. He's been with the Denver Broncos. He's an elite blocker, and the, and the Texans want to run the rock. Yep. So that makes perfect sense with them uh, making that acquisition. So there you go. Some Longhorns finding their way with the Houston Texans. We'll talk a little bit of Texans uh, a little bit later on in the show. We come back. I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers to the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. It sounds like it's going to happen. Uh, we'll hear from Mark Murphy, the president of the Green Bay Packers, talking about that. Jimmy G to the Raiders. That seems to be uh, where all the reports are indicating that Jimmy G is going to end up. Nothing official. We'll get into that because that affects the Houston Texans. All the reports last week were that the Texans were zeroing in on Jimmy G uh, to be part of their quarterback room. So if the Texans are not going to bring in Jimmy G, what are they going to do at quarterback? We'll talk about that as well. Will they trade up uh, in the draft to try to go get their quarterback? All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on on the Horn. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is uh, the NFL's legal tampering period. We're in the midst of it right now. Uh, Smooth Soul Monday, also right here on Ball Don't Lie. Uh, We'll get to some NFL news notes and nuggets here. I want to talk about the Aaron Rodgers saga. He has not yet decided where he's going to play football or if he's going to play football. Um, But there's a lot of of reports indicating that the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets 
are the top spots. So we'll talk about uh, the quarter pack carousel, uh, which continues to uh, turn uh, here in the offseason. We'll get to Jimmy G, the reports about him to the Las Vegas Raiders, and also even a report about Baker Mayfield. Uh, Baker Mayfield also back up in the news, so he's probably going to have a new landing spot as well. Let's start with Aaron Rodgers, though. Uh, Mark Murphy is the uh, president of the Packers, and he was speaking at some engagement. I'm not sure exactly what it was, um, but everybody wants to pick his brain about what's happening with Aaron Rodgers. And, of course, um, he was asked about it. And when uh, Mark Murphy was asked about it, the comments um, that he gave made some people think that maybe uh, Mark Murphy is enthusiastic, potentially, about moving on from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, This comes from Adriana Torres uh, at Torres Adriana TV. Here is uh, the CEO and president of the Packers, Mark Murphy. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, I mean, I can't get into all the details, but, you know, it's a situation where I think we wanted uh, to help Aaron achieve what he wanted as well as the Packers and hopefully, uh, you know, create a situation where it's kind of a win for both sides. At this point, is it entirely up to Aaron Rodgers on what he wants to do? And then what has the communication been like the last few days and the last few weeks? Yeah, you know, we're still in uh, discussions. I I can't really get into uh, a lot of the specifics. Um, just, you know, 15 years ago, this Packers organization has been through something very similar with Brett Favre, even with the Jets involved in all of that. How strange has that been? And then what has this organization learned from 15 years ago now using uh, in this year? Yeah, well, obviously, we're very fortunate to have back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And, yeah, it's it was very early in my tenure, so I remember it very well with, uh, uh, with Brett's situation. And, you know, um, it's kind of that happens in our game. You know, nobody, very few players play for only one team. Uh, and, you know, obviously, Brett had a great career. Aaron had a great career here. And uh, regardless of what happens, you know, Aaron will be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He'll be in our Hall of Fame. And we'll bring him back. He'll retire his number. And, uh, but this is just one of the things that you go through as a team. And, uh, you know, again, we want to try to achieve something that's, good for both uh, Aaron and us. Do you think that all of this will be resolved in the next few days? Of course, that March 15th New Year deadline is what everyone is has in their back of their mind. Yeah, this, you know, I think ideally for everybody uh, would be to have this resolved before uh, the start of free agency in March, March 15th. Does this Packers organization believe that Jordan Love could be the face of the franchise, the future, the starting QB for this team? Yeah, we have a lot of confidence in him. I think, uh, you know, you know he's, we drafted him and developed him. A lot of credit goes to our coaches, uh, you know, and to, and to Jordan. Uh, you know, but uh, we do think he's ready. Thank you so much. All right. He said they're going to try to get it done before March 15th, before the deadline, or at least the start of the brand-new league year. Honestly, Patrick, I think it's a done deal. Um, the Jets are optimistic it's going to happen, and it seems like the Packers at this point are done with the drama. We're just waiting on Aaron Rodgers, speaking of the drama, to decide where he wants to go. I think it's the Jets. I think it's a done deal. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like that. It also seems like Aaron Rodgers is in a text thread with both teams, and he's just got those three little dots at the bottom, 
and they're just waiting for him to say okay. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> and it just, you know, like he's is he still typing? It's been hours. <laughs> well, he's in a dark. He's in a dark room. He's so. back in a dark room. Again. <laughs> yeah, dark room. Still no, position. I mean it's just like it, I don't know why it has not happened yet. I get. I guess he's trying to make sure a hundred percent that he wants to go there. Maybe he and the Jets are trying to work out that he wants whatever deal that he wants with them. Maybe there's something on that side. I, it seems as if the the Packers and Jets have already worked on compensation. They cleared some cap space. So, yeah. like, but for they they know what the picks will be and everything else seems to be done. It, it looks like it's just Aaron Rodgers once again understanding he can control the media day, and he will do it when he wants to do it. Yeah, he likes he listen. He loves the spotlight. He likes to play hard to get, and he loves the drama. He's gonna say he doesn't like the drama, but he likes oh, he the loves drama. It. He loves it. So yeah, if he didn't. He would have already done it. Exactly. He walked away. Because remember, he could always go into the, He didn't have to tell anybody about his darkness retreat. He could yeah. just go do the darkness retreat, and we'll find out about it later. But no. Oh, we, we, we can never find out about it. He didn't have to tell anybody about it. I actually love that he's forthcoming. My point is, though, he's forthcoming because he likes the attention and yeah. the drama. And I'm all for it, by the way. I'm all for it. I ain't mad no, at him at all. No, because he keeps coming out, too, and he goes, stay tuned. I think it's going to happen soon. Like, that was on Saturday, Aaron. And, and no, that is a good word. And I don't know what you think soon means. I had a Green Bay fan, because I used to you know, I used to live in the Midwest, and I had a fan who actually lives there in Wisconsin who, who was texting me and said, you know, what's going to be interesting is that Aaron Rodgers, the six months out of the year that he was living there in Green Bay, um, they're saying he didn't realize we cover up. We don't talk about the quirky, a lot of quirky weird yeah, stuff yeah. he does because that's family. It's Green Bay. We yeah. we literally the only team that is owned by the fans itself, yeah, owned yeah. by the people. We're not. We don't operate that way. We're a small market team. There's still some family secrets that stay in house here because we don't have a big media market that you know big yeah, media yeah. Uh, conglomerate that covers this market. But he says, wait till he gets to New York City and his weird little idiosyncrasies and weird things. They start getting out every day because there's a, a daily news and there's you know three or four different main media companies that have to cover the New York Jets. And they're following you around everywhere you go. And they see what kind of coffee order you make. And they see all these little weird things that we don't care about in Green Bay. We thought it was weird, but we don't care about it because you know what? Just be Aaron Rodgers. Right go win games. Yeah. But he said, New York people, they're going to care about it. And they're going to, more importantly, they're going to judge you for it. We oh, don't yeah. judge it. They're going to judge you for it. Oh, no, no. I never thought about it. Said, they probably did cover up a lot. Not cover up, just decided to be very discreet about a lot. Not no, I mean, up. and that's Austin has always been the town, and it's changing now, but it, it was always a town where celebrities could come or musicians would be, and they were like, oh, it's cool. I can just walk around, and people just kind of let you have your space. And they went, oh. And I can imagine Green Bay's like that. You see Aaron Rodgers, and you're like, oh, it's Aaron Rodgers. Hey, you know what? Let's not bother him. He's having dinner. Yeah. And I think he did that. That does not exist in New York as much. No. Because someone will walk up to you, except your fans will say, we won't bother me at dinner. But then some guy who lost $48 on a bet. Some Patriots fan. Is going to come Boston up and <laughs> tell you how, how awful you are. Yeah. And that, that's true. so it's like, that's New York. It is going to be a massive culture shock for him. I think he's going to enjoy it for a period. But again, I, I mean, I don't know what the compensation is for this trade. If we're looking at what Russell Wilson was and what Matt Stafford was, and I'm the Jets and I know you need a quarterback, this is not what I would do because this is a one-year, at two years at best, rental. Like I just don't like going that far in and going, let's leverage so much on this one guy who halfway through the season could say his mental health is bad and walk away. 
And mental health is a problem. I'm not making a thing. I'm saying Aaron Rodgers is the type of guy who could walk away halfway through a season and never care and never walk. Like he, I don't think he has any loyalty to anyone but himself. I love this, Jeff. This is, this is, this is, I love this, Jeff. Uh, text Rodgers in New York is going to have some Ben Affleck size photos with him with coffee and and a smoke and Crocs. Oh yeah. <laughs> The city just warmed down. I love that. That's great. Okay, can we speaking up? Because if you're not gonna do the Aaron Rodgers thing and you're the J E T S Jets Jets Jets, man, then you should definitely be trying to do the Lamar Jackson thing. I think you can't, and I think there's Which, another team. The Rams have said Matt Stafford's available. The nation, well, I guess and, they got and, no draft capital actually. So no, but the Jets anymore. can. I was like, the Jets can, but I'm talking about the Rams again. I guess. No, but the Jets can go over and send Matt Stafford. Can go and go. Here's you need some picks. Here's some picks from Matt Stafford, so you That's get true. your salary off. We still get a two-year rental quarterback that we wanted, and we pay less than we were going to pay for Aaron Rodgers. I, I right now with you, I think the Jets should be considering Lamar Jackson just as a I, the I contingency think, plan, the backup plan in case Aaron Rodgers pulls some ultimate I, I diva think, move. If I think you should, if you're going to be all this in and this pot committed and already in, I think you should take Lamar Jackson over Aaron Rodgers personally, uh, because that is a long-term answer. That you can build a team around, and Aaron Rodgers is not, so you're going to have to draft quarterbacks basically in your next two drafts and hope one of them hits. Um, Jeremy Fowler. Do we have this audio real quick? Jeremy Fowler was on ESPN, and I was shocked to hear him say this. Speaking of, you know, Jets should be thinking about Lamar Jackson. He's basically claiming now that there is no Lamar Jackson market. Essentially, yeah. as is, like the, with the guaranteed contract and the two first round picks. Here's Jeremy Fowler on ESPN. He's many, like, what, where are we headed with the non exclusive tag on Lamar Jackson, the yeah. 32 point whatever million dollars that's due to him if he signs that tag this yeah. season? Yeah, Key, it's all of the above. I don't expect him to sign the tag. I don't expect teams to make offers here soon. And I've talked to multiple teams who predict that no team will make an offer. But as crazy as it sounds, doesn't mean that that they uh, that they think that they shouldn't. They right. think that they should. Uh, but there's just there's a lot going on here. With I, I know the singular talent is great, right? So you look at that and you say, yes, offers should be made. But there's you, you got to start a whole new offense, pay the two first round picks, two hundred plus million in guarantees is what it looks like. Um, he's been injured. Two straight years. Like there's there's a lot going on. Like it's not an easy calculation for some of these teams. Um, plus, free agency it, it, it behooves no team to make an offer right now where the Ravens would have five days to match, and then you're just sitting there waiting in middle March. Like there's time here. They could do it after the draft even. So I think this will linger. All right, there you go. I I, I can't believe that. He's saying there is no Lamar. Nobody's going to make him an offer or make an offer for Lamar Jackson. So, and I think the other wow. point of bringing this in, which I get but I don't, is basically your entire free agency hinges on one player, if that's the case, because of the five days that Baltimore has to match it between Wednesday. They have five days from Wednesday to match your offer. So you basically have, if he's making $45 million, $50 million a year, that much cap space tied up for four or five days until Baltimore says no, and then if you get him, but if Baltimore matches, your entire free agency, entire next season's done. So there is a risk in that sense as well. Like, unless you go, hey, man, we're only going to really try and sign a quarterback right now anyway. We're only going to try and make this one move anyway. Then you can do it. Most of these teams are trying to get so many guys in, they don't want to be that pot committed for a quarterback and then lose him and have nothing. Yeah, I mean, I know there's a lot of different – semantics and logistics we can get into 
Come on, guys. Oh, no, there is 100% collusion. 26-year-old quarterback in his prime in a quarterback-starved league that can't get an offer. No. An offer. Just an offer. No, and and the fact that we knew this before he was allowed to talk to teams even, Mm. that's where it's. As I said, I I know you can't prove collusion, but damn. I mean, it, it, it smells like it. It smells like it. It looks like it. Sounds like it. Tastes like it. I ain't saying it's it because you can't really prove it. But that's crazy. Not to make an offer. Twenty six year MVP quarterback. Well, in and, his prime. And now again, you well. you don't want to make an offer. You want to have the conversation because if you make an offer that is, and he says, "I'll agree to your, you know, thirty five, forty million dollars a year." This all that. The Ravens match it immediately. No, I, I understand what you're saying. But I'm saying still, we're living in a quarterback-starved era yeah. where a man with 20-something allegations of uh, sexual misconduct against him at the time got a fully guaranteed deal because of how starved we are for quarterback play. Yeah, and this guy can't get an offer. No, I, I'm telling like, you, you won't even. They won't even. That means the NFL's not even entertaining it. No, he's I, basically. That's, that's that's wild to me. That's crazy to me. No, I agree. It's hard well, to justify. That. If it's me and I'm one of these teams, I get the logistics. I'm calling the Ravens and saying, hey, here's the deal. Me and we, we've talked to Lamar Jackson, and we're willing to offer you the two first-round picks and this, but we want to work out a trade so that we can get this done and we don't want to wait the five days. Like, let's make this deal. We'll throw in another fifth-round pick or something else to get this done because he doesn't want to play for you anymore. We don't want to play the waiting game, and you guessing not. I, I'd be That would make more sense to me to do is to try and just go talk to the Ravens about it but I don't think the Ravens want to do that either. No, the, and Jordan Fowler basically saying he's not going to sign a franchise tag anyway, so he's going to blow up the whole thing. He's yeah. everybody's going to lose. No, this and I think I think the players' association needs to look into how the non-exclusive franchise tag works, and and bring that up in the next negotiations because it is a, especially for a quarterback, almost an untainable position because you can't win. You, because a team can't afford to spend that much money on one team and wait five days. Unless you're the Cowboys and you're not going to spend any money anyway, that's the only team who could really do it in there. But, I mean, there's no, – it, it, No, it's a great move by the Ravens. Ravens yeah. The Ravens have won this, and you got to give them a lot of props as an organization. He wanted to do – he wanted to get into a true kind of barrel of business wits with an NFL franchise, and it's fair that Lamar Jackson has lost. Yeah. Like it, and, and lost before it even started. Like, this thing – it was never even. It, it was never even. A, they were never even worried. They knew the rest of the NFL were not going to make him an offer, collusion or not, collusion or conclusion. It doesn't matter. Truth is, the fact of the matter is, Lamar Jackson is SOL. There's no market for Lamar Jackson. Unbelievable. We'll come back. We got off the record on the side right here on Baltimore Line One Four Nine Horn. DD. Mega doo-doo, I'm sorry, Mangoodoo. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get, I got to break my head cold. Well, congratulations, continue good sex in, the, good sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! And thing sucks! All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. The Oscars were this past weekend, and I told y'all, I told y'all, I, I, I said it like three, four weeks ago. I said it on Friday. I said everything all at once, everything everywhere, everything everywhere all at once was going to win 
Best Picture. I didn't know it was going to clean up like that. It dominated the Oscars. Have you, you still haven't seen it? No. You should, you should go see it. I mean, it's a I'm not going to see it. You should I mean, go see it somewhere. Yeah. Now it's not in theaters. You can I, I, I didn't watch the Oscars either. I didn't watch. You didn't watch any of it? No. I didn't watch the whole thing. I mean, I can't. Who's got that kind of time? No. I mean, it's like a four-hour yeah. event. I'm not watching all no, the No, first of all, I was up here doing the Selection Sunday show. Oh, that's and then right I was right. doing work, and then I went back home, and then you know I was trying to handle stuff before the weekend was over. Yeah, that's true. No, that's a good point. But, um, yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. I mean, they cleaned up. Uh, had a, I mean, they won, I think, Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor, Actress. I mean, it was it was awesome. Uh, it was really, really uh, inspiring for uh, the creators of that film. I think they were from, like, an independent uh, little indie uh, production company, too. But either way, uh, that also, Brendan Fraser won Best Actor for The Whale. Haven't seen The Whale. I want to see the whale. You, it's like not a lot of ways to stream it. I've seen most of them. The only movies I hadn't seen that were up for Best Picture were I didn't watch all of the Banshees of Anya Sheeran. I ain't going to lie. That was a boring movie. I'm sorry. I'm sure the acting was great. I got halfway through it. I couldn't finish it. It was really boring. Yeah. It was I, terribly boring. Yeah, so so I, I will not be watching that one for I sure. Watch, I watch bad movies all the time. <laughs> I can watch a bad movie. That's not a, not a thing at all. And I can, I can watch. And most of the movies in. The best picture category fell into this cat and fell into this kind of uh, specific realm, in my opinion. The acting was better than the plot or the script of a lot of the movies, right? The like the the individual acting was better than the plot or the script for a lot of movies. Like so, I think that also kind of threw the nominations off somewhat too, because you had. The movie Blonde, remember the movie Blonde with, oh man, what is her name? I forget her name for the best actress. She was up for best actress, the one that played Marilyn Monroe. I'll figure it out here in just a second. Uh, but that movie won, like, it was like up for a Razzie, for like being one of the worst movies. <laughs> uh, Anna Diarmas, sorry, that's her name. Um, she, but she was great in it, but the movie itself was like up for one being one of the worst movies of the year. Uh, Tar, Tar with Kate Blanchett, she was amazing. Yeah, but Tar is uh, it's okay. It it struggles to keep your attention. Yeah, kind of struggles to keep your attention a little bit. But anyway, uh, that's just my random thoughts on it. Um, someone says if you thought Banshees of Unassuring were were boring, uh, don't watch Triangle of Sadness and Women Talking. Those are snoozers. I watched Women Talking actually, and it was okay. It, it it feels like a play they made into a movie. I'm sure I haven't researched that, but it, I'm sure it is. It felt like a play they made into a movie. And anytime they make a play into a movie, it's yeah. it's it, it struggles to adapt and tra- and translate. Yeah. Uh, but I, I actually I was I will say women talking. Yes, I could see my wife walked out on. She's like, this is more. She's a woman. I said, the movie's <laughs> out women talking. You gonna walk out in the movie women? And I I thought I thought it was it was creative the concept of it and the plot. I won't spoil it. But Banshees of Iron Assurance, I literally couldn't get through it. And I got to, you know, my attention span is not that, it's not that bad. But I couldn't get through it. It was bad. I mean, it's just boring. Triangle of Sadness, I've not watched, but I will. I will watch that. But I'm telling you, I would recommend um, everything, everywhere, all at once. It's legit. And it's, it's in what I would call the um, surrealism genre. There are some of the, the lately we've seen some Birdman is there. You ever seen Birdman? You ever seen Birdman? No, no. Oh, you should see Birdman. Yeah, I don't watch any movies oh, though. You, you gotta watch this. Birdman. It's I, watch, I watch like two comedies a year, maybe. Yeah, that's it. That's true. I don't watch many movies. It's surrealism. Basically, it's like if you if you like to watch things on, um, 
with your uh, mind and uh, a higher state of mind, I should say. Yeah, yeah. All right, then you'd like surrealism type okay, films, I see. and everything, everywhere, all at once is like that. Okay, it's a mind blank. Yeah, gotcha. so there you go. That's a, kind of my random thoughts on the Oscars. I didn't watch the whole thing. Trust me, I'm not that much of a hostility, stuffy film guy. I do try to watch every Best Picture nominee, and I missed two of them this year. I think I missed, is Triangle of Sadness up for it? I'm not sure. But I didn't finish watching Banshee's Vine this year, and I didn't see Avatar, the second one. I didn't see that one. Yeah. yeah. No, I not. saw the picture of Selma Hayek in her burnt orange dress. Oh, nice. that was so that that was my Oscar. That's all you needed. I saw Selma Hayek in a burn orange dress. Nice. That's all you needed. Yep. Yeah, that good. no Will Smith was there. There you go. Jimmy Kimmel hosted. I heard he did a great job. I didn't really hear many of the jokes. Uh, all right, we'll come back. We got Texas men's basketball on the other side. We'll talk about their big win over KU. Also talk about their Big Twelve tournament championship and talk about their number two seed in the NCAA tournament. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to put on the horn.